tomatoes, onions, ginger, green chilies and what not. As vegetable prices are burning a hole in the common man's pocket, households are resorting to minimalist recipes to rein in the overshooting budget. Hi, you're listening to On Manorama's Explainer Podcast, News Break, a weekly show that breaks down news in a clutter-free manner. This is Harita Benjamin. And today, we are here to talk about the rising vegetable prices in the country and inflation. Dr. M. Parameshwaran, an associate professor from the Centre for Development Studies in Thiruvananthapuram, is with us to shed some light on the issue. Thank you so much, Dr. Parameshwaran, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. All right. So uh, now it is surprising how a small delay in monsoon uh, by a week has upset our entire food supply situation. So uh, is erratic monsoon uh, and, you know, rains the primary reason for the current surge in prices or other factors at play here? Yeah. Uh, now, regarding the role of vegetable prices or food prices in driving inflation in this country, what I say is that it is not, it is not definitely, it is not the erratic monsoon or something like that, because uh, what this the reported inflation rate is something called DC's analysis, because the inflation rate, uh, the price index, inflation rate is computed from the growth rate of the price index from the same year, same month in the last year. So uh, it, it is, there is no seasonality. But one thing is that in this, in India, inflation is driven largely by food prices. For example, uh, for instance, la- yesterday, uh, CSO published the inflation rate for uh, for the month ending in June. And then what you can see is that uh, the, uh, the uh, CPI inflation is around for, uh, is, uh, 4.8%, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One minute, right? Yeah. 4.8% for June. Yeah. Yeah, June and of these things, food and beaver, food and beverages. That is the category uh, representing the food. Well, which is the inflation rate only four point six three percentage. But right. within that, when you look at it, the major contributor is cereals and orders. Twelve point seven one is the inflation rate recorded by these cereals and so then the next is uh, your meat, fish, egg. Then, uh, but surprisingly, vegetable prices actually declined by, by compared to the last year. Last year, June, vegetable prices is uh, less by 0.93 percentage. Oh. So it is not. So when we talking about the what is called this uh, tomato, onion, all these things, they are important for my from the ordinary life. But the issue is that they are weighed in the overall consumer price index is very low. But in India, food basket accounts for a major share in consumer price index. For in, uh, for the share of the food and beverages in the consumer price index is 45.86%. One is the highest among other categories. All right. I mean, all the categories. Yeah. All right. So what is exactly driving up the prices now? Uh, because the common man is generally, uh, you know, interested in onions and tomatoes. And why is it costing more than fuel? Uh, that's why, you know, everybody is uh, raising an alarm on why it is 
spiraling out of control. So uh, there is, of course, the seasonal factor. But what is the reason uh, for uh, the the surge in prices all of a sudden? And when is it going to subside? I think that is what uh, the common man is most interested about. One thing is that it is not a all of a sudden increase in the price. When you look at the year 21, 22 onwards, means okay. 21 January, the quarter usually 21, uh, first quarter is January to March. From that quarter onwards, what you can see is that uh, inflation in this is always higher than the uh, great, higher than the six percentage that is the upper bound set by the rpa in their okay, inflation right. targeting strategy for instance in the first quarter that is uh, the 21 uh, year 21 first quarter that is january to march the inflation rate is 6.3 percentage and for and uh, the quarter and that the last quarter quarter four of 22 23 that is 23 january to 24 uh, to march the inflation rate is 6.2 percentage. Compared to that, this inflation, this are quarterly inflation rate, and so inflation rate is always higher. And but why this kind of inflation is happening in there? When we look at the which commodity commodities are contributing to this inflation, it is it is the food and food beverages group. That is that accounts for around uh, more than 45 percent of the contribution to aggregate inflation in this country. Now, your question is why food prices are going up? Uh, there are uh, one, uh, definitely one factor can be supply constraint. There can be, uh, for example, last year there is a heat wave and it affected the wheat supply. Right. So wheat prices has gone up and then uh, I think India also banned wheat export. That is the, the supply constraint is the one reason for 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 continuous inflation in India. There's another structural reason is also there. Now, what happens is that economy is growing faster. People have income and people spend their income for their consumption. Given that a majority of the people in this country are not that very rich, that is why on average, we've spent 45 to 50% of our income on food. So usually, richer people spend only very small portion of their income on, uh, on food. For example, in US, uh, the food expenditure accounts for only 8% of the total consumer expenditure. Here, it is around 45 to 50%. Now, consider the case. Suppose their income is increasing because the economy is growing faster. What will happen? They will spend more on food. That is the one. So if there is a constraint on food supply, food prices will increase. That is the one thing. Second thing is that being a poor country, where majority of the people are being poor, there is also an issue is that Indian food, Indian our, uh, food plates are not stabilized. It means that I was come, uh, uh, I will soon uh, clarify what is the st not stabilized means. For instance, in rich people, their uh, food plates are consist of protein products like fish, meat, egg, milk, all these things, right. and and all vegetables. But when it is poor people, they don't have. It's mainly cereals and uh, pulses. So when their income increases, what happens is that they diversify their consumption to these protein products like milk, egg, all these things. So if there is a shortage in that, 
category, what happens is that their prices will increase. So what happens is that in India, in rising income itself can generate inflation. One is through this diversification of the food basket. Second thing is that, that then it, this food price inflation has a cascading effects. What happens the food prices will increase all people will uh, in demand higher wages. That is those people, your uh, housemates, or the wage usually increases because food is an important, uh, accounts for a larger share of the consumption. consumption so they right. demand higher wages and this will lead to higher cost of production. Okay. So this is the food price has a cascading effect. This is the reason why food prices are actually driving inflation in India. All right. All right. So uh, now you were speaking about, you know, the supply side constraints, right? Now, as opposed to, say, onions and potatoes, uh, the price stabilization is very difficult for tomatoes as it cannot be stored for a long time. And we don't have, uh, you know, a supply chain wherein, you know, you can store it in cold storages or anything of that sort. So what are the ways in which we can manage the supply side of, you know, perishable goods like tomatoes? Is there a way India can, you know, counter, you know, such inflationary trends in the future at least? Yeah, if India wants to contain inflation, it has to invest in its agricultural sector. Right. For coal, many of these things, you can have cold storage facilities, proper uh, transportation facilities, and means that the supply chain needs to be developed properly and also production capacity. That is also very important because if when your economy is growing, the demand for food, variety of food will definitely increase. That will leads to food price inflation, that will leads to wage increase, and that leads to increase in the price of all other commodities because wage is an important cost of production in the industry and services. Yeah, so now uh, you were speaking about, you've already briefly mentioned it uh, in the first question, but uh, the retail inflation figures were released uh, and, you know, it showed that it was on a three-month high. But I believe the recent spike in vegetable prices uh, have not yet reflected in these figures as uh, there was a deflation in the vegetable prices according to the NSO data. So uh, if not food, what is driving up inflation uh, in India? Like, you know, that you've already mentioned about, you know, how much uh, important food is uh, when you look at the basket of commodities that are taken into account. So what else is driving up inflation if you are going to, you know, segregate into segments and having a look at it? Uh, could you just, you know, outline that for us? Yeah, uh, CSO figures shows that uh, CSO means the Central Statistical Organization, which usually publishes the inflation data. Their figures shows that uh, the, from the non-food basket, the important items contributing to inf higher inflation in the June 2023 personal care and uh, personal care means that all services which we, for example, barber. Right. Beautician, all kinds of services, their prices has gone up, inflation has been 9%. Similarly, health cost has gone up, inflation recorded for the category healthy 6.21%. And similarly, household services, for example, your maid services, all services related to cleaning, all these services, that has also gone up. And also note that these all are sometimes increasing due to the increase in the food prices. So that is what I have said, cascading effect. All right. 
So now uh, let's talk about the impact of uh, this inflation on the common man, because that is what we are most concerned about, right? Uh, now, consumer durables output, from what I read, uh, has uh, risen to 1.1%. But uh, this is uh, against the 59.1% growth, which was there a year ago in the same period. Now, uh, we all know that, you know, the Onam uh, season is coming up and retail outlets in Kerala are expecting the public to uh, spend a considerable amount on consumer durables. So uh, now what is uh, my concern is, uh, will the drop in disposable income affect this kind of spending? And how does the purchasing power and consumer spending stand to be affected? This higher inflation can affect consumer spending on durable goods in two ways. One higher prices of food actually reduces the money that the consumer can spend on other commodities like uh, other durable commodities that is the one thing second thing is that higher inflation can also uh, leads to higher interest rate usually when the inflation is higher rpa increases the interest rate and then when we purchase uh, durable commodities like a uh, car fridge or uh, washing machine, what usually people buy by uh, using it is EMI of course. They look, they take consumer credit. When the consumer price uh, credit interest rate is higher, that itself discourages them from postpone their consumption. That is also possible. So that yes. this one, yeah, one by reducing the disposable income and another by increasing the interest rate. So that is also the how uh, this higher inflation can uh, can adversely affect the industrial sector. All right. And how are expectations, you know, going to affect uh, the retail inflation? You know, expectations uh, also tries to, I mean, tends to drive up inflation, right? So first of all, I would like to know what your expectations are for uh, at least the next month uh, when the new figures are going to come in. Uh, how is inflation going to figure and what could be the range in which it comes? And how are expectations going to further drive up inflation? If you could just, you know, shed some light into that. I think uh, what matters is not my expectations. <laughs> right. In modern macro <laughs> macroeconomics, expectations plays a role in uh, driving inflation. Okay. Uh, particularly, yeah, the, the, the mechanism is this way. Suppose the agents, the workers, are expecting a higher inflation, so maybe next year or something. Maybe high, the inflation is higher in the next quarter or next year. Usually, the wage contracts are for three or four years, maybe two years, something like that. So, if you are expecting a higher inflation next year, you also demand higher wage. This. Okay. So, what happens is that a higher wage leads to higher cost. Similarly, companies companies expect that there is a higher inflation. What happens is that. A, they may also charge higher price because, for example, the way they expect that wage cost will soon increase, then usually they also adjust their prices to meet to accommodate that higher wage cost. So that is how expectations actually can spiral the inflation. All right. Uh, so now that we know about the expectations, now uh, uh, that brings us to our last question on how the Reserve Bank of India is going to respond to the rising inflation. I mean, what will the uh, Monetary Policy Committee's uh, you know, decision be this time? Uh, how are the rates going to look like? I already told you that this is some... Uh... Indian inflation is driven largely by supply-side factors, since agriculture sector, the constraint on agriculture sector. Now, what the RBI or central bank can do in containing inflation in India is it can use monetary policy that is, uh, is higher inflation, increase the rate for rate, interest rate. So that uh, 
that uh, the demand is constrained. But now the issue is that in India, that works only when the inflation is generated by the excess demand in the system. So when the I, when the RBI increases the interest rate, what happens is that uh, two things will happen. One is that uh, individuals having income, they may save their, uh, instead of spending, they may save. Come, uh, so because higher the interest rate. And that, so they, that is they postpone their consumption. Right. Then individuals who want to buy things by taking consumer credit, they also postpone their consumption because the higher the interest rate. So effectively, the demand for current consumption declines. So that is how the higher interest rate actually produces the aggregate demand in the system. All right. And therefore, it will bring down the inflation. Yeah. But now yeah. coming to the Indian case, suppose the inflation is driven by the supply constraint like agriculture sector. Then what happens is that nothing will happen when RBI increases the interest rate. We will not produce our consumption of food because this in India, people cannot substitute food. They have to consume. So right. what happens is that higher interest rate actually is the investment only. So it can have an adverse impact on uh, India's economic growth. So that now definitely RPI can reduce inflation by uh, what happens is that is uh, reducing the aggregate demand. But that that is essentially like suppose you have a disease and it has a severe pain is a symptom. Uh, then what you can the doctor can do either cure the disease or as a short-term solution can give you painkiller. So you you don't feel that you have a disease. So this RPA increase in the interest rate is like that. That is just a painkiller, but the underlying uh, supply constraint in agriculture needs to be recognized. That okay. RPA cannot be all right. So, I mean, that is, you know, when you're looking at the monetary policy. But what can the government do? I mean, uh, you've already spoken about, you know, uh, improving the agricultural, you know, sides, uh, supply side constraints. Uh, but besides that, is there anything which the government can do in order to arrest uh, inflation? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Indian government did. For example, the early when we, are, when we got uh, independence, the food of India faces serious food issues. Yeah. And I think there was some problem with the what is called the U.S. They were, we were at the mercy of the U.S. The PL uh, three sixty or something. I'm not remembering the exact name, but we were getting food from U.S. But now we then we introduced uh, or we initiated this what is called the Green Revolution. Green Revolution. Yes. Of yeah. food grains. Now what happens is that uh, I may not have a food grain issue, but our income has gone up. Now we want other kind of food like meat, fish, exactly. milk, check all these things. Yeah, vegetables also. So, so that is why in 2012, RPI bulletin as an article which say essentially said this time food inflation is different. Earlier, mm. 60s or 70s, inflation is driven by food grain shortage. Now it is driven by a shortage of protein, food, and vegetables and fruits. So we have to encourage, we have to invest in diversify your agriculture. All right. And I think even uh, value addition also, you know, plays an important role, right? India should be investing more in uh, adding value to these products. And, you know, I think that would improve the ecosystem uh, as a whole, right? 
Yeah, definitely. That is yeah. that we have to improve our supply chain. We have to invest in the value addition because as our income increases, we prefer more value-added products. Correct. All right. Uh, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. And I think uh, it was really informative. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Parameshwaran, for joining us on our show. This is uh, On Manorama's Newsbreak, an explainer podcast, which is produced by Harita Benjamin, that is me, with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. It comes out every week and is available on all podcast platforms. So do follow on manorama.com for more updates.